didn't even show you this. Look, I uh, instead of spending ten dollars on Reese's pieces every time I go to the movie, I spent ten dollars on a five pound bag. But I haven't yet taken them to the movies to like save money. I've just eaten handfuls of them in my room. Is that an exaggeration? Ten dollars on Reese's pieces at the movie theater? It's usually like seven fifty, eight fifty, yeah. Because what we'll do is we'll get a large popcorn and we'll we'll pour the whole Reese's thing into the top of it and then we'll shake it a little bit to mix yeah. it up. It's elite very com. good. Yeah, elite combo. Um, that's not the question. Just the amount. Yeah, but I do the AMC stubs thing, so like I I get I pay twenty dollars a month, but I get three tickets a week for free after I pay the twenty dollars. So we whenever we go to the movies, we usually haven't spent any money. I. You know, until we got do there. Do not have the ability to do economics right now. Or I go to enough movies; it's worth it for sure. Okay, okay. I Evan, uh, it is. Um, I'm, I'm going to dox ourselves right now. It is eight twelve p.m. It took me two cups of coffee to get ready for this. Uh, <laughs> absolutely drained. We are in the. Um, not only are we like in the dead part of summer in in terms of sports, although we we have some good stuff to talk about today. We are like in the prime uh, baby is figuring stuff out uh, like for the extreme first time. Like object uh, permanence? Dude, yes. Why are you <laughs> as insightful as you are in times when I'm not expecting it? <laughs> Continue to I watch, film it. Honestly, dude, it's because I watched so much VH1 growing up. That That is exactly why it is. Why are those two I was like seven years old watching adult TV, but not even like mature, nasty adult TV, just like adults having conversations with each other. And I was still a sponge. So everything is just up there. I do not even know how anyway, but yes, you are correct. Somehow (laughs) mind bogglingly correct, (laughs) but yeah, just, uh, and, and gassy more often than, you know, she was in the first month and a half or two months. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so running on fumes, but we're here, we're going to do it. Even though it's the off season, we're still going to go to Canada and play basketball as hard as we possibly can. Yep. Yeah. I got a question about fatherhood. Yes, you have a that question. Was, that was good. And I'm sorry that I cut you off with my you question because that, that was really good. I'm really with. bad about that. Uh, I have a few questions for you about fatherhood that I feel like you don't answer. How soon yeah. do babies get nicknames and how quickly do they stick? Did you try um, a couple of nicknames? Do you, and, do you and your wife have nicknames for the baby yeah. and for your other yeah. children? Yes. So are the, you at liberty to share them? Yeah, absolutely. Nicknames were, were really important to me in like the naming process. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mine naturally matt right it's short it's mm. one syllable it, you, you don't have matthew like my grandmother mm-hmm. right um yep. say matt. a th in the middle of your name is so soft not great not great no. um uh, that's another point i really liked a hard sounding um you know sharp name for a nickname right yeah uh so my my oldest son or my only son foster um fozzy is is like a built-in nickname um Uh also by nature of him being the only boy i can just call him boy that's good that's a really good nickname um, but i really i like that yeah the nickname that is stuck across the entire family though is bubba and that 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 was kind of the same for me Mm -hmm. um you know being you know a quarter redneck it it, Mm -hmm. bubba is just ingrained in our family so bubba's one for my oldest daughter charlie um Charlie is also you can bark Charlie. It also comes in handy when you're barking at your kids for yeah. The, the CH at the beginning gives you a lot of power. Sure. I feel like yeah, exactly. yeah. 
Um, but she is being the first sister, right? Sissy is what we call her mm-hmm. too. Um, we're, we're working on yeah, that one. I think will evolve a little bit, but the new yeah. baby Eloise, right? That mm-hmm. one is, that doesn't have a natural cutoff, right? Yeah. However, and I've actually been wanting to share this story because I, I think it's very fun and, and actually Baylor related. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you start trying to try out noises that calm a baby within that first month or so. Mm-hmm. And the noise that has continued to work the best is me. Bang! Exactly right. Yeah. You just yell bang at her. Uh, and then you say <laughs> warriors lead by 33. Yeah. <laughs> and she laughs. Um, <laughs> no, it is actually the sound of an owl. So I hoot at her. I go, Hoo, okay. Hoo. So similar with uh, Tweety Carter being called that because mm-hmm. he made the sound of a bird when he cried um, and, and other related nicknames, right? I think like Hootie, I think that, I don't know if it'll stick, but right now it's mm-hmm. like on the horizon of something that might. Yeah. I still And if Hootie doesn't work, you could always do Darius. You know? Yeah, you're exactly right. I could, the natural progression. Something to think about. <laughs> yep, the natural progression. The natural progression. Evan, um, just to kind of recap the last week or so, you did a little traveling. Mm-hmm. So did more basketball. Um we have Big 12 Media Days starting on Wednesday and uh, probably some other stuff that will come up. Where do you want to start? Uh, we'll just we'll just run on the list you gave. Um, I was yeah. traveling. I was in Miami. It was my third time there in the last calendar year. Uh, I've grown That's to love being in fun. there. Uh, yeah, all three were work related, though. But this was my first time, um, like really knowing what I was doing. And if you saw what I put on the Internet a few days ago, my hotel room had a hot tub inside of the room, not in the bathroom, in the in the room itself. Um, so I spent most of this week in that hot tub. I spent as much time as I could in the hot tub. Um, a hot tub great. in Miami is interesting. Yeah. I thought about wearing a swimsuit in there, but then I was like, eh, it's kind of all the same at this point. So I may as well just wear a full suit. I wore a tuxedo in there. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, this is a private hot tub in the room. This is not a communal mm-hmm. hot tub. Okay. There's got to be some like industrial cleaner that they use in there. God, I hope so. God, they're I gonna they're gonna God. need to, Matt. Exactly. Uh, you also got to see the baseball game of the century down there in Miami. Okay, you joke about that, but I got to see something that had never happened in a baseball game okay. before. That, that was the night that Shohei Otani went crazy. Um, a little bit about that experience for me. That stadium stinks. Yeah, everybody it's, knows the the Miami. It is in, garbage well what you may not know is it is literally in the middle of a very um all of the homes in this neighborhood are one story like and there's no bars there's no bar district there's no restaurants it's literally in the middle of a very uh like a very like average middle to low middle class neighborhood see that there see the dog hair on my mic that's probably dale i'm willing to bet money that's dale's hair dog hair on my mic Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. It's this guy in the back. Um, yeah, I got there two hours early because I wanted to have a meal, have you know, a drink before the game. Nothing. There was Good a night subway night. three blocks away, uh, and that was it. So I ended up getting into my seat like 90 minutes early because there was nothing else to do, and it was so hot. Um, yeah. So I expensed the whole I, – I got dinner at the concession stand, basically. 
Well, there you go. Um, I ended up leaving in the fifth inning, though. So I say I saw history. I didn't. I just had a ticket to it. That sucks. Yeah. Loser. I did see him get the RBIs. There you go. (laughs) Baylor basketball did some traveling as well Mm -hmm. uh, up to uh, the great north. The great. uh, What what are some other names for Canada? The uh, uh, north of the neighbors to the north. Uh, American Um, cat. Terrence Uh, and Phillips homeland. Yep. There we go. I think that about covers it. Baylor went to Toronto to play in something called the Global Germ, uh, <laughs> Global Jam, and to be cool, Canada decided to remove the A in Global. It made it so much cooler. Um, this was a tournament put on by the International Basketball Organization up there in Canada. Uh, I I suppose to, FIBA, not FIBA itself. I don't think, but oh, like it's FIBA, FIBA, like it ended with EH. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this was to supposedly like boost the international rapport of you know, of Canada basketball to show off the talent. They have. It was a U a U twenty three tournament, so any players, professional or amateur, under twenty three could play. And so you had uh, Brazil, you had Italy, and you had Canada. Uh, and then since I suppose this is this is assumption on my part, since the actual FIBA team from America was playing in the World Cup qualifiers, the U-17s and the U-23s, I believe, mm-hmm. I think I suppose we needed a team. And this is speculation as well because of the Brady Heslip, Jay Triano relationship there. I would imagine I haven't really mm-hmm. done any reporting on this. I would imagine that's how the connection happened. But again, that's all speculation. Yeah. I believe that. I also think there's a chance that they just said, of all the NCAA basketball coaches in America, which one's the most believable as a secret Canadian? And they narrowed it down to Scott Drew. And they're like, this is who we're going with. If if you found out tomorrow that he had two Canadian parents, would you – I know that his parents are like semi-famous in basketball, but let's just say they were civilians. If you found out they were both Canadian tomorrow, would you believe it? Yeah, I would. I, would. I probably I definitely would. would. Yeah, that that's that's a really good point. <laughs> I mean, ironically, it probably does boil down to to Scott Drew or Mark Few of Gonzaga, along with their you know relationships to Canadian players and whatnot. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so so Baylor goes up there, um, and this really we we found out pretty close to the first game that this was not going to be the full Baylor team. This was going to be all the young I'm guys. Um, yeah, this was this was absolutely not the full team. Uh, so you have Langston Love, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, and obviously um, Jonathan Chamachacho sitting out. And it was uh, the Keontae George show. This was the tryout, right, for Keontae George and uh, the other transfers and young guys. Mm-hmm. Did you? How much of this did you watch of the tournament? Um, honestly, like seven eighths of it. I watched. I watched most of it. I had a really fun time watching it with, yeah. with the, the last game, which we'll get to, even though Baylor lost the first three games of pool play, I had a blast watching it because you have this understanding in the back of your head. This is not the team. This is just the young guys, right? This, mm-hmm. this is just the new guys and the young guys. I had a blast watching it. Yeah. In that, in that first game, it, it proved to be a good choice to watch. As freshman five-star recruit Keontae George, he went fucking crazy for a week. 
goes for and you know what points in the first I, game. <laughs> I am so glad that he's an asshole. I loved having our team run by Jared Butler, who's an all-time good guy. And yeah. I'm I'm thankful for the time I have with him, but I am so glad that we have a S-tier shit talker who's going to be the best player in the conference and he plays for us. There's nothing better. It's it is have I I don't know that we have discussed my theory about the com- composition of a basketball team or a sports team more no, generally, take the floor. but I, I truly believe that every successful basketball team in specifics needs one, maybe two assholes, capital A. You, you mm-hmm. have to have two assholes, maybe, maybe just one, right? Like with the championship team, Davion mm-hmm. Mitchell, he was out to yeah. hurt your feelings. Teams before that, right? Quincy Acey was there. Mark mm-hmm. Vidal was there. Uh, Rico Gathers was there. Right? Rico Gathers, all-time asshole. Just immaculate. You're addition. making good points. Right? You look at the NBA, too. It's it's the same way. The successful teams have one asshole. Do, any guesses on who it is for the Warriors? Any guesses on, you know, like nope. those, those Laker teams? Kobe? I mean, obviously. Like, yeah. it, it's... It... it it is a theory with legs. I, I think there's something. Yeah, true. I think so too. Um, to set the tone emotionally for the rest of the team. And boy, howdy, Keontae George is that. Yeah. Keontae Let's George. say gun, gun to your head. Someone says, name me the top 10 Baylor basketball players of all time. Do you think Keontae George is already firmly in there or is he no. still like 11th? No, <laughs> no, we, he, he, it's an incomplete. He has to play, you know, he he has to play a full season, right? His his ceiling, his ceiling is top three. I mean, it depends on how the team succeeds around him as well. I think yeah. definitely plays into it. But his ceiling, and we're only getting one season of data points too, so we may yeah, not get true. the full answer here. It's very true. Keontae George goes for thirty-two in the first game. He doesn't even play the full game. He only plays twenty-seven minutes because he fouls out. I think early into the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. or maybe late in the third, but going for 32 on 50% three point shooting is insane to me. Just, and he looked shaky in the first like couple minutes Mm -hmm. and then he explodes. So he goes for 32. Then he goes for 19. (laughs) He goes for 14. He went crazy in in a very close loss to Brazil. And that's pool play, right? So you, you play all the other teams, and that seeds you in that in that bracket. Uh, mm-hmm. 0-3 USA playing Canada, who they had lost with to. a chance to go to the final. With a chance to go to the finals. And Keontae George comes out, and he puts up 37. He puts up that's 37. Crazy. No other player in the tournament scored 30 points. Keontae George did it twice. Dang. Yeah. Um, and these teams that we played, they were like good at basketball. Like I would yeah. say, if I'm yeah. comparing them to conference play for us, they're probably better than 60% of the conference. I, I don't think Brazil it was. I think Canada definitely was. I think Italy definitely was. Mm-hmm. I it, um, it, now, now we're getting into the part where I got frustrated. So you expect a tournament like this to not have the most elite 
referees, right? You can also say, since this is a Canadian tournament, presumably staffed Sorry. by Canadian referees, they're, they are going to have an, you know, I'm not saying it's even a malicious bias, right? But just a subconscious bias, not against the U.S., but like for the like, definitely I yeah. would. Right. I definitely like, would. I I went in expecting that. So when the calls were crappy in the first three games, ah, it's OK. This is a learning experience. Then Baylor goes and beats Canada. Uh, and then in that last game, Evan, this is a summer tournament without the full team. It means literally nothing. And I found myself so angry at the end of that <laughs> to Brazil. I had to take a walk. I don't usually have to take a walk after regular season games. But the way that game ended with Keontae George being fouled and then us getting another chance and just. If that's not feeble rules, that ball goes in. He he reached it up, up into like above the circle and got it out. He scooped it as it was exactly. bouncing around. Exactly. That ball was three quarters of the way in and then was bouncing on the rim and was going to go back in. Alas, it did not. Um, so Baylor gets second place in a tournament after losing three games and winning one. Going one and four. <laughs> one and, yeah, one and one and three or one and four. Yeah. So it is what it is. I think it was an awesome learning experience for the team. We found out that we have a true asshole on the team, which is lovely to hear and see. Not only that, he's extremely talented. Caleb Lohner from BYU does a lot of the little things that white people love to mm. see a white player do. Mm. <laughs> have I'm you seen that. those TikToks where it's like, why do people keep telling me I have Greek God energy? And then it's someone that looks like they were born in like a tar pit in Greece, just like the, the curly beard, the whole thing. He has big, like Greek, Greek God energy. You're the second person I've seen or heard say that. And weird energy to me to say that. Don't know why. Not even saying I'm going to find it. Say. It's very weird. Saw a tweet about that. Um, like the- <laughs> I'm about to text you. Yeah, it's just very odd to me. You're gonna be you're gonna be swayed yeah. to the winning team the moment you see this. Not even like in a homophobic way. It's just I don't know. It's just odd to say that about another human. What are you? Yeah, doing? unless it's oh, yeah, true. Guy, okay, but that guy, the guy that you sent the picture of, does truly look like a like a Greek sculpture. That's what I'm saying. This guy, his name's first name's Caleb, right? He looks like a, yeah. a statue. He looks like a, a marbleized version of that guy. Okay, if you say so. I don't. It's fine. It's whatever. Um. So Caleb Loner, net positive, I think, needs to shoot the ball a little bit better. Jalen Bridges from West Virginia. Did you see him play? Yeah, he was very good. He was. Wasn't he like the best player at West Virginia, and they just didn't play him or something? There was uh, something that went on there, right? Probably the. Th- third best player and they they did not feature him a lot because of taz sherman and the mcneil kid uh who is the shooter so jalen bridges gets to come play extreme x factor role for baylor and uh he has all of the tools of an nba lottery draft pick all of the tools he needs to hone them and refine them but the tools are there Mm -hmm. then you have the player that i think took me by surprise most dantuan grimes the, the kid transferred from Kilgore Community College. This kid is like Davion Mitchell light at this point. He is so much fun. Very fast. Not as fast as, as Davion, mm-hmm. but very fast. Um, and, and 
I think a little bit quieter than Davion, just in terms of personality, from what I can see. Get there. Don't, don't anything about him, but really, really, really fun player. Let's see who else. Um, Florence in the machine, Thamba got Florence. his. Okay, we do have to get this in writing. We do this every single time we talk about Flo Thamba. What is that? <laughs> we are months away. Okay, so don't say to- we. This is you. I have known since day one what we have agreed upon. <laughs> well, we can agree the upon bet is points plus rebounds plus made free throws plus steals. That's got to be Did equal to or great. Oh, take out steals, add in blocks. That's what it is. Okay. It's got to be equal to or greater than 30. This he is the year. The, he was at 28 in the first game. I will say that. Was he really? Uh, yeah. I meant to check. I, I told myself to check, and then I didn't. Um, he was at I don't he got 29 in a win goal. over the national championship. Last, yeah, like, over, yeah. That's got to be a win for me. It In in spirit, absolutely. Mm. Spirit, absolutely. But that, that wasn't the bet that we had at the time. Anyway. Really crappy end um, to a very rewarding viewing experience, especially in July. Really, really needed that. Extremely excited for this team. Any takeaways yep. from Global Germ? Um, yes, I've been thinking about how I'm how I'm going to move forward thinking about Baylor basketball, and I think I have like a ninety percent cooked take. We, I think, we have finally entered like the tier of schools where every year they have the pieces in place to be a team that's got an over 5% chance to win a national championship. I don't think that was true for us until maybe three years ago. Yeah. But like every year, if, if the pieces we have stay healthy and play as well as we believe that they can, we like absolutely can win the whole thing. Yes. Um, I feel like before the 2020 season, we, we needed to have those things and for everything to go right and other teams to get injured for us to really knock on the door. I think we're in that we're in that category now. If everyone stays healthy and plays well, there's no reason why we shouldn't be playing for a national championship. I almost forgot about Josh Ojuwuna. I did forget Josh about Josh Ojuwuna. Really, really excited for him. He is. He was such a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Big Dale Bonner got his too. Big Dale Bonner looks. That dude has been working in the gym mm-hmm. this summer. I was super impressed with how he looked. Very curious to see how that translate translates to actual college ball. Anyway, enough basketball. Um, Evan, what else did we have? We have Big 12 Media Days. Yes. I feel like every year people say, oh, these really snuck up on us. But these this this round, it definitely snuck up on us. From a macro and micro view, I was absolutely certain. It was going to be Thursday and Friday. That is incorrect. Mm -hmm. So some of the things I had planned to write for ODB uh, will not be written. Um, So great, great job planning on my part. Uh, Somebody should be in charge of that over there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Media Days and David Randa gets to lead off tomorrow at, or if you're listening to this, Thursday at 1030 a.m. Naturally, I scheduled a work call right during that. (laughs) Fantastic job. Uh, but I'll be following along on the Twitter machine. If you had to ask Dave Aranda one question, what would it be? Tell me a joke. That's what I would say to him. Really good one, actually. I want to see like it. In, in is this like a truth serum situation where? He yeah, has- he he's got to try his hardest to make me laugh. I I almost feel like it would either be 
something along the lines of one of those extremely long jokes with just a simple pun as the punchline mm. or yeah. extremely dirty joke. Just completely well, yeah. left field. And I think it's it's funny to get an insight to like head coaches and how they just think as people because I found out along with most people that Nick Saban loves these nuts jokes. And yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever guessed that. I would no, have guessed I'm, that he hated those. Um yeah, like so, they're trivial and yeah, exactly. I, can you imagine being deeznutsed by Nick Saban as a player? God. That's why people that's the only reason why people transfer. They exactly. lose his respect. Bill, is Bill O'Brien still there? Hold he, on. He pulls someone into their office like sir, uh, or he says, like Claire, earlier when I asked Bofa, what what was going through your mind when you said what's Bofa? Maybe that maybe what Bill O'Brien doesn't understand the Bofa jokes. So that's why I don't think so. Do you Alabama. think Bill O'Brien has friends? Like, do you think he has a group chat no. he's in? No, I don't. Do you think do you think he's in any discords? No, I hate that man. There's not too many people in this world I truly hate. He's one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know why. What's the deal with him? Why do people not like him? You're joking, right? I'm nope, I'm being from, dead serious. I used to be a Texans fan. Yeah, I'm and like, I know he wasn't good, yeah. but like what what was the deal? Best, he traded the best receiver in Texans history for a washed up running back and like that's it. <laughs> oh <Literally>, yeah. <laughs> literally the best receiver like a second round pick right or something yeah it was just absolutely dirt cheap just oh, wait and didn't did jj sold. watt get out under his watch or was that yeah didn't you watch in arizona the same place fucking Deon, or um because of bill o'brien yeah almost assured lord yeah y'all that's if i'm a coach and i'm on my way out and i don't like the city i lived in i'm definitely trading their cornerstone pieces for bubble gum that's extremely funny so so infuriating i can't he was playing like like nfl head coach on the ps2 and he like needed to free up cap space (laughs) (laughs) it's fine if it doesn't work out i'll just i'll do another franchise i'll just respect if you had the opportunity to talk to one other coach at big 12 media days for 15 minutes pick a coach you get to be joey mcguire it would definitely be joey mcguire and I, I, in 30 minutes, I would get him to admit to me he knows they're winning three games this year. I would get it on record <laughs> that he knows they're finishing ninth in the Big 12 and winning three games. Uh, there might be a, a Texas Tech tie-in to our pod. I haven't even told you about the plans yet um, here coming up soon. But uh, okay. we might have an announcement coming in a little bit uh, about that. But Joey McGuire, huh? Um, what about you? How, how involved do you think... Joey McGuire was in the 200 million plus investment that Texas tech is getting into their athletic facilities. Here's what I don't understand about that. Matt. I will answer your question, but I'm going to give you where I'm at before I answer it. The football, the, the, the college and the football stadium are not the problem. Why people don't like Lubbock. So unless they're building roads and neighborhoods and, and neighboring cities, <laughs> Lubbock, they may have, does not have neighborhoods. They they may as well they may as well set that two hundred million on fire. We you don't need a better south end zone. You need a better south side, Lubbock. They're damn. So that's, so that's what I think. Um, two, honestly, I don't think at all. I don't think that's a thing that comes together in eight months. But maybe it is. Yeah, he you're he, right. he he can sell people as good as anyone else in the world. So if you told me he had a big hand in it, I wouldn't like be shocked. Future Panthers coach. Um, 
I'm so tired. I've already forgotten the name of the fucking coach we were talking about right now. Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire. Joseph McGuire. What's going on uh, with him? I don't know. Man. No, with me. With me. Oh, with you. Here's the joke I was yeah, going to do. You have a future, future Panthers coach Joey McGuire. Ah, that's a banger. <laughs> pretty good, huh? Yeah. Pretty um, good. Can we talk about the Panthers? Can we take a little brief sidebar? We do need to talk about the Panthers as as cohabitating in the house of hating rule. Um, have you ever watched? Are you like pretty familiar with uh, Parks and Rec? Did you ever watch that show like closely? Yeah, yeah we did okay. watch. So, so there's an episode where they do like a uh, model UN. Yeah. And, and in the model UN, everyone's going back and forth. There's these storylines, but there's this completely isolated storyline of Chris Pratt's character. Um, what's his name? Andy Dwyer. No. Sure. I don't know. I don't I think remember. it's Andy Dwyer. I remember Joey Chris Pratt's character. 30 seconds he, they, they cut to do like a little interview with him, and he says, uh, everybody seems to be doing a lot, but I keep trading for everyone's tigers. So uh, <laughs> if that ends up being something important here, I think I've got a good chance. And that's what Matt Rule is doing at the Panthers. Yep, that's exactly. He has right. the number one and the number three quarterback from the 2019 or 18 draft, and neither of them are good. And he's giving think, them a lot of money. I think that's unfair to a degree. I think Baker Mayfield can be good when okay, yes, in a specific way. Yes, I, ironically, he, he was in the perfect situation with the Browns, but. Um, I guess what I mean to say is neither of them move the needle for the Panthers. Quarterback play is not the like they're they they've been kind of a meme the last year, but like Sam Darnold is fine. Sam Darnold, I would argue, is pretty good. But they went and got Baker Mayfield. What's and I just don't yeah, get it, Matt. I'm not sure I heard that correctly. Did you say Sam Darnold is pretty good? I've seen some highlights of him. He was like slumming at the Jets and he he we was doing the damn thing. I think we should stop judging young quarterbacks on their ability to turn around the Jets and the Browns. I think that's what we as a society need to do because we keep doing it. Yeah. And we don't need to. Um, I just like, does Matt Rule not have people that care about him? Like, tell me, okay, tell me honestly. I know we make a lot of jokes about him not winning ranked games or him being a weirdo or whatever. Tell me one good in-game decision that you can remember Matt Rule making across his career? That might be a slightly unfair question because we don't remember the decision if something goes well. But we don't remember remember him. He gave up a 25-point lead at home at halftime. I do remember that. that. What an awful evening. I was out for my birthday. Uh We went to a Tom show and I came out of the show at halftime got my phone out of those little magnetic bags because they were taping a special i was like oh we are up Mm -hmm. at half let's go and by the time i got back to the hotel room to watch the last three minutes of the game it was a vastly different situation it was nasty i in the first half i tweeted get these bums the fuck off of my tv and it got screenshot so many (laughs) and as someone who did watch the whole game, I can attest that most Baylor fans with about 11 minutes left in the third quarter, we knew what was going to happen. And we were oh, yeah. up 18. Yep. It was nasty. Matt Roll also played the third best quarterback on our roster for 100% of the meaningful snaps in the season. I'll If someone hears this and wants to tell me some smart things he did in a football game, I'll gladly listen. 
We but until then, he he is a Hall of Fame NFL chaplain cosplaying as a signal caller. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is. Well, uh, he, he, yeah. What's what's funny is he will get another college job here pretty soon. Yes. Oh, boy. He'll probably beat us, too. That's the worst part. Yeah. Everything falls. It's Phil Snow. We need Phil Snow to detach from him. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Um, speaking of Jets quarterbacks, we did get a request to talk about one Zach Wilson. Oh yes, and my guy. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the first part of the story. If you are unfamiliar, Zach Wilson, um, the quarterback for the Jets, formerly of BYU, has been in the news lately. Uh, this from the New York Post, the best place to read stories like this. It's the offseason, but New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is still getting plenty of action. You know, you know, the story is going to be good when it starts off. With mm-hmm. that. The 22-year-old has found himself starring in a real-life soap opera after ex-girlfriend Abby Guile, also 22, accused the Brigham Young University phenom of sleeping with his mom's close friend. <laughs> Adding to the drama is the fact that Guile is now reportedly dating Wilson's former college roommate, Washington Commander's wide receiver Dax Milna. I'm so torn here because one, this is very funny. There's a million jokes to be made, but two, also, eh, like, eh, whatever. Sure, they're Mormons. They do weird shit. This is like the fifth weirdest thing I've heard a Mormon do in the last year. Go get it, Zach Wilson. That's all I'm saying. Get him. Go, he he go played get for it. the Cougars, folks. Throwing down. F- <laughs> <laughs> I have. You think he? You think he has a sous vide? You think he brings introduces a sous vide to the bedroom? <laughs> that is a throwback. That is only for the, that is only for the dedicated between two bears listeners. That's so right, much folks. so that I, it took me a good four seconds to <laughs> what you were talking about. I didn't plan for that. That was off the top R- of the dome. RIP to that sponsor. Good God, man! Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, that's what he's doing. I don't know. I just feel like it is kind of weird as his mom's friend to do that. Cause his mom and like, they've probably been friends for longer than three years. You know, like she probably knew him. What, when he was going to prom and stuff like that part's kind of weird to me. That but, is uh, all I hear is a bunch of consenting adults doing what adults do. And that's what we're all about here at between two bears. Evan, <laughs> that's why we started this podcast, Matt. <laughs> that's why we started this podcast. Evan, you got anything else? I got to get out of here and feed a baby. I know it was kind of short. Yeah lived this That's evening okay. we might have to do a patreon episode talking about some of the other yeah. stuff we have on the list but we are out of time today what else do you have um, for get us out of here here's what else i have matt the mets are playing right now we're, we're down one to the braves got two and a half innings left i really think we can pull it back together though uh we got the top of the lineup coming back up um just came back from a commercial break we have five hits so it's like the runs are going to start coming oh, you know? That's um it. i think we're starting off with <laughs> Gave you I, was, I was running out of things to say. I kept looking over like, oh, come on, Matt. I, I only...